This is the Pick of the Bunch by Basic Bananas, where we share the pick of the bunch when it comes to marketing, business, and people. Hi, and welcome back. Today, you're going to hear from the beautiful Jacinta Dudley, who runs Diamond Pole Dance. And what we're going to discuss is the best motivators to reignite the team mojo, and also an example of great multi-channel marketing and the difference between transactional, transitional and transformational work. You're going to love this one. Hey, Jacinta, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> it's such a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to see your face and to talk to you. And you are obviously one of our star students in the Clever Bunch. Now in the Genius Bunch, you are one of the top geniuses. And one of the reasons why I love talking to you and why I wanted to share you and your knowledge and your love with our listeners here is because you are such an implementer. You are such a goer. You have built an amazing business with Diamond Pole Dance. And I just wanted to share some of your wisdom. So let's start first with what is some of the best advice you have ever been given as a business owner? Um, definitely higher to your weaknesses. So I can't remember who gave me the advice or if I maybe just found it on a podcast or read it in one of my business books. I'm a bit of a junkie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love just getting inspired. Um, so I, I, I did this personally last year. Um, I'm kind of like more of a strategy person when it comes to marketing. Like I'm not very good at the graphic design. And uh, I found a girl last year and she is amazing at the graphic design. She's kind of all around amazing, um, but definitely stronger on the graphic design than I am and it's made such a big difference to my business because previously I had to do it all or I would outsource to um, a professional graphic designer um, which is fine it's awesome but you can't be doing that for the little things like social media and so when I got her on board it was just really awesome because she can really make the social media stuff like all the little day-to-day -day stuff look really good and really kind of bring out our brand so it made such a big difference to me so i love cool. that yeah and that's such great advice for our listeners because sometimes especially for startup businesses when you don't have capital you think that you have to do it all yourself and learn all these different skills that you may not have but if you really look at your time and how precious your time is if you spend your time on your strengths the things that you're good at and hopefully selling is one of those things you it's so much it makes so much more sense to then hire people that can do the things that we're not so good at. I love that advice. Now, I would love to hear a little bit about your journey into running Diamond Pole Dance. I know you have quite an interesting journey and maybe also can you share a little bit about that and also some of the challenges and lessons learned along the way. That would be awesome. So I started pole dancing way back in 2007 and a little bit of a sad story. So I got started um, because my parents had just separated and my mum went through that kind of breakup diet. So she wasn't eating and she was starting to lose weight and it got to a point where I was really worried about her. Uh, I couldn't get her to eat. Like I would, 
would sit there and try and feed her like a three-year-old making train noises and just mm-hmm. wasn't happening. And uh, I thought, okay, we need to do something. So I thought maybe some kind of exercise would help stimulate her appetite and get her eating again. And then I thought, oh, we could do something cute and girly, like a dance class together because that would be really nice. And then I thought, pole dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) So we went along to our pole dancing class. And back then, uh, the only place that was really doing it near us was um, a male strip club. So on the weekends they ran hands parties and, and they would do their shows. So I forget um, what what it was called. I think it was like Men Down Under or something that used to tour or whatever. <laughs> wow. It was very simple. <laughs> um, and on, yeah, on a Tuesday night he ran pole dancing lessons. So we we did that. And uh, after the first class, uh, she, she it, it completely changed her. Like she was eating again and. You know, we both had a great time in the class. It was just really silly. It was really fun. And um, we didn't really feel sexy the first class, but after a few classes, we definitely started to feel a little bit sexy and a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, yeah. So after that, um, we kind of stuck with it. Um, obviously, I stuck with it for a long time. And my mom still comes in and does pole dancing as well. <laughs> um yeah, after a while, we swapped to a, a little bit more of a professional studio and uh, I got really into it. Uh, I started competing and I also started teaching for that company as well. And then after a few years, I just couldn't get enough of it. I really loved it. And I saw the transformation firsthand with my mom. Uh, I just saw her go from being really sad and really skinny and like being really worried about her to her putting back on the weight and getting strong and feeling really confident in herself. And it, it really does change and people. And over the years, I've seen that with a lot of different women, whether they've had like a breakup or something significant happen in their lives and they, they come into pole dancing is just they want to change things up. They want to feel a little bit more confident, maybe feel a little bit sexy. But it's actually the, the strength that they develop in their bodies and then the confidence that comes with that. So... When you're learning a new skill, at first you think, I can't do that. You look at the instructor and go, yeah, that's great for you, honey, but I don't think I can do that. But then you try and then all of a sudden you're like, actually, this might be possible for me. And the more you try, the better you get at something, the stronger you get. And then all of a sudden you're doing it. And then you start to think, wow, what else am I capable of? So for me, pole dancing is more than just the tricks and feeling sexy. It's actually about broadening people's horizons of what they thought they were capable of. And then from there, they kind of, it transforms their whole life. They start taking on things that they thought that they never could do before. They start getting brave enough to, you know, start their businesses or, you know, speak out what they're really thinking and things like that. They ask for promotions. They they make changes in their lives. And that's really important to them. And I just love seeing that. Yeah. And I can hear, obviously, now and, and knowing you, you're very driven by your why. So you are obviously a bit of a big picture person and you're very driven by the reason why you're running this business. What were some of your challenges when you first started and then along the way growing this business? <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's been a few. <laughs> So uh, I think in, in the very beginning, I, I struggled with doing everything myself. Um, 
So teaching is kind of the tip of the iceberg. So teaching the classes, I really love doing. Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of figured out quite quickly that I needed more help um, because I needed, to, I needed to be working on the business. And I find that when you're stretched really thin, trying to do every little thing, you don't do anything very well. And, yeah, so over the years I've definitely relearned that lesson time and time again and now I'm feeling like we're getting to a point where <laughs> is it your cat this is my cat <laughs> that's so awesome that's the cool thing about right now with you know with the pandemic and people are working from home and and the home office now you get visited by cats and dogs and kids and all sorts of things <laughs> <laughs> it's usually the other one that's um in, interrupts me but <laughs> Having a turn today. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that one's been a big one. Uh, also, last year we had um, a real challenge with uh, Facebook advertising. So obviously when we do pole dancing, we need to wear our little shorts so that we can actually grip the pole. And normally when we post, uh, we put videos or photos up on um, Facebook for advertising, we do make sure we're in our shorts and in a t-shirt or something but for whatever reason Facebook w wasn't even allowing us to put up our ads with full-length leggings and a singlet we we <laughs> couldn't get any of our ads to run and uh, yeah that was a, a really big challenge so we we had to basically pull all our ads down and rethink what we were doing and uh, we actually relied on kind of our organic posting for a little bit and and I think we were sat in the Facebook naughty corner for, for a bit there as well. <laughs> I had to um, behave. We just lost Jacinta for a minute there, but I think she will come back hopefully in a minute. Jacinta was just talking to me earlier when we got on the call that her internet is a little bit um, not, not working super well right now, but hopefully... She's coming back. Really? There she is. Facebook rules. Oh dear, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got you so back difficult. now. And, and how, did you get out of the Facebook naughty corner? Yeah, we, we did. So we had to uh, really watch what we were posting and really focus on not having any arms exposed or anything like that. And we did all the things that Facebook likes. So we did lots of live videos and we posted lots of video content and made sure all of our links were going to happy places for Facebook land. So yeah, we had to be very, very good for a little while and, and then everything seemed to be okay again. Yeah. And talking marketing, you have really, obviously on this show here at Best Brands, we focus mainly on marketing. That's sort of our strengths and our expertise. And you have done some really great marketing campaigns and you've also shared some of them at the experience at our annual summit where also you shared with me how to do splits and I'm still pretty far away from reaching the floor. Well, actually I am making progress. I have to say, so I'm still waiting for the day when I can show you and I'll call you and I say, Hey, check this. I'm totally doing the splits now. <laughs> so talking, talking marketing, do you want to share some of your best marketing strategies that you have used that would be beneficial for our listeners yeah so we run an event so it's an, kind of an open day um, and we call it sweat or sparkle 
because would you rather sweat or would you rather sparkle? <laughs> and I think most women like to sparkle. Um, so with that uh, event, um, we ran, uh, or if it, that was around the time we were having a bit of trouble with our Facebook naughty corner. So we had been doing lots of live videos in the lead up to try and get back in the good books. And then I also had a chat with um, Bree from the Basic Bananas team. And I was like, what can I do? Because I'm, I'm in the naughty corner and my ad, I'm not sure if my Facebook ads are going to run. And if they do run, I'm not sure how effective they're going to be. And we thought about it for a while and she said, we need to get your advertising somewhere else, not just on Facebook. So I looked into lots of different options and I came up with Spotify. So for this campaign, I was running a Facebook campaign because uh, I still think um, what we do is really visual and I it's kind of the easiest way for small businesses to get their idea out, particularly when you're local. And I also ran a Spotify campaign. So one of the things that uh, you have to do when you run Spotify campaigns is know that it's more about branding um, and you can have a call to action and there are links and stuff, but most people are using Spotify and they're not actually looking or using their phone. So, you need to make sure that you're really clear with who the brand is and what you want them to do. So I, I ran this campaign and I also used UTMs. So all of my links, um, I used a separate UTM to go to the landing page. So on my Facebook organic posts, I had one UTM. For my Facebook ads, I had another UTM. For my Instagram bio link, I had another UTM. and Spotify had a UTM. So the UTM um, allows us to track in Google Analytics exactly where the tracking is coming from. Because when you look at your analytics for Spotify, my traffic hadn't gone up from, like I had like five clicks from the actual Spotify ad because people are not looking at their phones. They're running or they're driving or whatever it is. But I noticed that my organic searches on my Google Analytics had gone up by quite a lot. And you could really see between um, all my UTMs where my links were coming from. So that was actually really cool to see. And it was the first time I've ever used it. And it was a really big learning curve for me. Um, but it's actually not too hard. You can um, just jump onto Google and use their um, campaign URL tracking. And it, it's really easy to do. Yeah, that's really cool. And for the listeners, so I'm, I'm glad that you shared this strategy. So a UTM is basically a little a code, a, a snippet of a, a code that you can add to the end of a URL, and then you can track the performance like you did. Yeah, and it's so easy to do. It, it, it literally does it all for you. Like you put in the name of your campaign, and then you put in maybe Facebook banner just so that you can identify easily like where that link has come from and then you just copy and paste the link in so easy it's great we'll we'll add a link in the show notes too where people can find out more about how to use utms because it's such a great way to track what's working not so not what's not working and then the other thing you also did i believe is remarketing right yeah so i always try and have a remarketing on um i was using facebook for that campaign um and then anyone that goes to um, the landing page, we would actually remarket with just an, another ad being like, hey, don't forget to book in. Or um, I think that one we tried two ads. We had one, don't forget to book in, but we also had a, 
um, an add-on. This is all the cool stuff we're going to be doing at the event, so that you don't miss out, kind of thing. Yeah, that's great. And do you, are you able? Do you have any of the numbers there with you? I remember at the experience you shared some of the numbers that were very impressive in terms of, you know, the budget and then the conversions. Do you have any of that there, or do you remember any on the top of your mind? Yeah, I've got I've got all the info. Uh, <laughs> do you want? Are you are you comfortable sharing some of them? Yeah. Um, so the total landing page views um, was 883 um, and the total spend was uh, $590. So the budget was split um, $250 on Spotify and then 340 something ish on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So uh, obviously we spent more on Facebook because I know that one was... Um, works Spotify was the first time we tried it so I wanted to just test it and $250 is the minimum so the reach between the two was 18,000 uh, on Facebook but then uh, 700 7,700 on Spotify um, and then the total registrations we got for that event was 50 which was really cool and then um, yeah we actually converted really well from that that's incredible so you paid just over ten dollars per registration yeah that's amazing to for yeah. people to come to an event yeah that's that's a really good result so i'm really i'm really glad you shared this because for the listeners too the example here that jacinta is sharing obviously you have your own numbers in the scale of of how big or small you go but it's just really cool to see a business owner like jacinta who I believe before she started running this business, didn't really maybe have exposure too much to what is the UTM and what's this thing and what's, you know, how much should I spend and where should I advertise to now? You're so organized with this. I think you, you really like it too. Do you really enjoy doing the marketing? Yeah, I really love marketing. I, and it, honestly, it changes so fast. I feel like I'm constantly learning. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting to do and I, I do love learning. So it's, it's really great fun. <laughs> I love that. Now, I'd love to close up with just if you could only share one tip with fellow business owners, what would you share? This is a tip that I actually learned last week um, on a um, pajama party with Basic Bananas. With oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I, I thought I was really good at time management, but lately I've just been finding that sometimes I'm, I like to learn things. I'm a bit of a nerd and I've been finding that I'm just really swamped with a lot going on, particularly through the COVID period of switching between online and back to classes. And there was just a lot. And I was finding it really hard to um, feel like I had achieved anything with my day because all I seemed to be doing was the day-to-day -day tasks. So doing your emails and things that had to be done and that's fine but I didn't feel like I was getting to my bigger tasks that are going to make the biggest impact in my business. And one of the things that Udo said was you need to block time. So you need to make sure that you're blocking out at least three lots of 90 minutes per week as a minimum mm -hmm. to do work that is going to be transformational. So he says that the things that were transactional are the things like your day-to-day -day tasks, like your emails and all that kind of thing. And then your transformational work is the stuff that's going to make you feel fulfilled, that's working towards your bigger goals. And for me, that was like, oh, yeah, I really need to do that. 
I need to actually block out the time and stick to it <laughs> um, so that I can get that work done because that's the stuff that makes me feel good about my day. It makes me feel like I achieved something. And the other tip that he had was allow transition time. So <laughs> your brain needs to kind of decompress from your 90-minute um, session or maybe you blocked out an hour to do emails, you need to decompress from that, let your brain kind of reset and switch gears to go into the next task. And I found that really helpful as well because sometimes people chunk out their day and they're going from job to job to job and they don't allow time in between to reset their brain. That is so cool. I love that. So transactional time. And I wasn't actually on that PJ party, but for any listener, any or any for all of you listeners, you maybe already know we run since the pandemic hit, we started running the PJ party sessions, which are really cool. They're at no cost for business owners and you can register at basicbananas.com forward slash PJ. And so what Udo shared is transactional time is just the quick stuff like emails and the distracting things. Then the transformational work, which is the three, at least three times 90 minutes doing work that is requiring a little bit more of your thinking strategy and really the bigger bits that are necessary, but often pushed back. And then there's the transition time after the transformational time. Did I get that right? Yeah. I love that. That's really cool. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. That's really useful for our listeners too. And again, thank you so much for taking the time out to share your knowledge with our listeners. And for you, the listener, thank you for taking the time to learning and growing and staying in the community because as Jacinta shared, and you can hear from just talking to her, Jacinta is a huge believer in learning and evolving and growing. And so am I. And that's why also we run these sessions like today and the PJ party and any of the other content that we publish. So thanks for listening in and thank you Jacinta for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me and thanks for all your awesome work and inspiration because I really don't think I would have gotten as far as I have without the help from you guys. Oh, thank you so much. That means the world. Thank you. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.